Hi, my name is Ryan Kruger. I'm the director and writer from Fry Barry, and you're watching the Horror Squad podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, episode number 204. Tonight, we're doing Sam's very happy birthday pick of When a Stranger Calls and When a Stranger Calls Back. Sam, little birthday girl, what's going on? Hey, birthday girl in the house. <laughs> happy birthday, That's Sam. That's me. That's me, everyone. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Don't ask At me how old I am. 20. 30. 20. 21. 23. The, 23, the big, everyone. The big 2-1. Nobody likes <laughs> you when you're 23, though, Sam. You never heard the song? I guess not. I'm trying to think of what song it is. What's my she, age again? Like when you two? Oh. What's my age again? She's no, it's a Taylor Swift song, twenty two. Oh, is it really? She's a Swifty. Oh no. <laughs> you guys got any big plans? Or I mean, once they've listened to this, your birthday would have happened already, Sam, but anything coming up? Um, we're gonna go out to dinner with some friends at Kowloon and then we might go do some karaoke or end up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You guys should do a piano bar. Do they have those over there? They do. There's a couple in Boston, but there's none like close. I mean, Boston's only like a half hour, but um, yeah. I, I told you, actually, I did mention that to Sam. No, you didn't. I did. I said we go to, it's called Howl at the Moon. It's a piano bar. Not for my birthday. Well, no, but we can go. We'll go for it. We'll go sometime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what sure. are your, your go-to karaoke songs when you go? I don't karaoke. I just like to watch people. Yeah. And cheer them on. I go with, uh, I have a couple. Um, when I come around by Green Day is one I levitate towards a lot. And also, Hey Jealousy by the Gin Blossoms. Those are like my two that I feel like I can sing decently. Nice. What was it? Freebird that you sang with? Um... <laughs> with David Arquette. With David Arquette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our friend Manda, Manda right. McFlander. Yeah. Classic. Very. <laughs> Are you a karaoke guy, Todd? No. I'm a sing in private person. <laughs> not, not getting up on stages. Right. Sing in the shower type of guy. Good times. So what are you guys up to? Anything fun uh, this week that you got to do or no? Same old. <laughs> yeah, no. Same old bullshit. <laughs> uh, we, we got we... some serious fucking uh uh, winter storms and shit over the last week is uh, this morning was a nightmare <laughs> like just so much snow all at once it was a, a hell of a drive i didn't think i could get out of my street to be honest with you i uh i like bolted out of my uh, driveway you know to try to gain momentum to go over all the snow you know to try to hit the one lane of tires that could maybe get me to the to a main street but uh, my car like just stopped and then i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't move so and then plow or salt they just didn't have time you know it's just oh, too wow. uh if it, there was like a you know trying to put in i don't know t- 10 inch dump or something like you know just geez yeah it was, it was crazy it was a hell of a night are you now, trying to do american math in your head right now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that in centimeters uh it's like 15 or 16 centimeters so um and then today it rained all day and tomorrow it's freezing so yeah Ooh, you get the freezing mix rain yeah, so no I showers get- for me tonight <laughs> <laughs> 
crazy. I got a football game coming on Sunday. I'm going to go watch. I'm going to go see the uh, 49ers in the Bengals stadium. Oh, awesome. So that's going to be good. They're both that playing very okay cool. up and down ball. So should be Bengals fun. got They got smoked last week. They got smoked yeah. and then freaking yeah. 49ers lost a heartbreaker yesterday. To Seattle? Yeah, I hate that team too. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a Niners guy if I'm if I watch football. So yeah, that sucks. Uh, all right, you guys uh, ready for a couple of questions? Let's do it. Yeah. Happy birthday once again, Sammy. Yeah, happy birthday, Sam. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Steve. Um, so you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or on the Discord, where a lot of cool conversations going in. You know, this morning there's a rough morning. I wake up, I check my phone, and there's this huge thread of people sharing their dog pics on uh, discord which was super cool just the perfect way to start a monday morning is seeing all the awesome people and share their pets and their stories and all that stuff so definitely you guys want to join that just send us a message and we'll send you the link to that so we're going to start with the audio questions this week uh you know i like those so i'm gonna give it to my man chuck for his first question what's up squad captain amazing 85 aka chuck with a few questions for y'all did any of the squad make prank phone calls when y'all were younger? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Definitely. <laughs> Before there was, like, caller ID and shit. Mm-hmm. We used to try to find our teachers' names in the phone book, and we would, like, prank call our teachers. Uh, that was fun. And then we would uh, we would prank call, like, 411. Like, we would be like... Uh, Doug Funny, Bluffington, like <laughs> stuff like that. IP Freely, is there an IP Freely here? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> 411, would you call and like ask the time? Was yeah, that- man. Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. My dad, my dad still calls like 411. Like, I'm like, do you have a phone? Like, you can look it up. You're getting charged, you know. My mom yells at him all the time for that. It's just probably people- your only customer is your, his dad, your dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of 411, that, that was one of my biggest laughs in the movies we're reviewing tonight is he calls 411 to make a local call. You're on a <laughs> right. fucking phone. You know the number. <laughs> you just gave the number to the 411. I, why don't you just dial it? I, it's, what the? Oh, it's so weird. They were keeping those operators in business. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Sam even Sam was like, did, did, there's like still operators now, right? And I'm like, yeah, there's got to be. Like, I don't know who calls them, but I feel like there has Dial to be. nine, right? For Is it nine for service here? Or is it zero? I, don't even know. I think it's zero. I haven't I picked up a forever. Yeah. I'm gonna call zero right now and see what happens. <laughs> I'd like to know who has a who has a landline. Should I use it? maybe we can edit this in? Let me call zero. You get charged, yeah. Do you get yeah. charged? Yeah, I, I learned that like this week for some reason. Is your police nine one one, Steve? This is an emergency. Hang up and dial nine one one. For directory assistance, hang up and dial 411. All right, well, apparently zero doesn't work. It's just an automated What thing. is it? What did they say to dial? Not 911, but what was the other number? Uh, I think it said uh, 411. 411. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm paying well, attention. So 411 will take you to uh, to an operator, apparently. I guess it's like you're on vacation or something, and you need to call, like, I don't know, laundromat. You call 411, like, hey, it's... I don't know. Even saying that out loud, never mind. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Just Google it. <laughs> Some people don't have the internet, though. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Just like there's still phone books in use, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to answer your question, uh, Todd, yes, it's still 911 in Canada as well. 
So good to know. That's for prank calling. Yeah. Um, I used to also go to the park. There's a payphone there and like do 1-800 boobs or something like that. Try to get like on a sex line. <laughs> mm-hmm. We used to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> We would do like three-way calling where like oh, yeah. I would call two people and then we'd prank call yeah, and that's then right. it would just <laughs> keep getting like three and three would just keep branching off of the one call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you, there's like a great prank call, man, prank calls were the best. Like I remember in like middle school and high school, there were some great ones, but I remember there was one where someone three-way called, uh, they did two Chinese food restaurants and like, they were like going back and forth being like, you, you called, you call here. No, you call here. <laughs> it was so funny, but there was some great Arnold, uh, man. Remember like soundboards too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was like, yeah. Who's your daddy? Who's and what does he do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think my best one though, is I called my mom on her answering machine. Oh, my parents still have a landline. There you go. That reminds me for some damn reason. Um, but I called in and disguised my voice and like pretended I was my dad and said, I got arrested for kicking the, her, his coworker Schmitty uh, for kicking Schmitty's ass off the roof because <laughs> my dad's a uh, construction <laughs> and she fell for it and like started fucking freaking out. I'm like, Oh my God, what, Todd, why did you do that? <laughs> it was classic. Yeah. About the same thing with me. Uh, we used to call hooked on phonics a lot just because it was such an easy number to remember. Uh, a lot of porn lines, you know, they, uh, just to hear the message before you have to start like paying to get the, the op- <laughs> you know, the, uh, the sex worker that uh, talks to you. And uh, we had this one really annoying friend that we didn't particularly like. Um, and he had a park in front of his house. And when he really annoyed us, we like call, uh, like we order him a pizza or something. And then go hide in the park and watch the pizza guy to like try to deliver there. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. It's just stuff like that. It's a good time. It's a different time. You know, not now it's, you can't do shit like that anymore. Unfortunately, the good old days. All right, Chuck, question number two. What is the best prank call you ever received? I can't think of, I'm sure I got prank call before, but I, there's nothing I can think of. Yeah. I can't think of, a time I was prank called either. Mm-mm. Yeah, nothing that stands out. Sorry, Chuck. Yeah, I, I, was, <laughs> I was prank called a lot of my stores. Um, you know, people always wanted to fuck with the sex store. Mm-hmm. So, but nothing really stood out. It was always like little How kids. big are your butt plugs? Yeah, just like stupid <laughs> questions. It was so obvious. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, reminds- I'd always play serious. Just I'd like answer their question. Eventually they got tired, you know. Just so they didn't get a rise out of you and win. Yeah, and the one time that it would actually be a customer, you know, <laughs> just mm-hmm. to make sure I don't piss them off. I used to work at a tanning salon in high school, and you talking about that, Steve, made me remember like we would get prank calls about like guys would just call to like ask perverted questions about the tanning beds. And then I worked at Frederick's of Hollywood, was which was like a Victoria's Secret, and people would prank call us all the time, just asking stupid questions, but. I would just act serious so that way it wouldn't thrill. It wouldn't thrill them, you know? And then they're like, oh, this is boring, bye. Yeah, for sure. Um, actually, this isn't prank call related, but uh, because my store did a lot of porn rentals as well uh, as sales, uh, I often had to call people to uh, tell them that they haven't brought back a movie and they were like a month late, you know? Um that was always fun because they'd think it would be a prank call. And if I got really annoyed, I, I, I leave a, a message with the name of the movie. So just to like really push them to bring them back, you know, or at least pay us to cover the cost of the loss. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good time. 
Did you ever talk to anyone like a wife or a husband and they were like, what? That's not mine. That's yeah, my husband's. Yeah, no. If I um, like got someone, I normally wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to usually leave messages. It, only, only once did someone come back and was like really pissed off at me. And I'm like, you stole from us. So just, we had a cop station in the same center. I'm like, do anything and I'll, <laughs> I'll get the cops on you. You like, do I know anything you, and I'll kill you. Yeah, you, you don't see it that way. But when you steal property and you don't bring it back, that's, 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 that's not, you know, it's not a joke because it happens to be sex films, but good times. Um, all right. Uh, question number three. Normally it's stranger danger, but when is the last time you had a good interaction with a stranger? Remember when Joe tried to make friends with the Halloween shirt guy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Joe was so sad. I was. I was sad. Um, Actually, uh, at Texas Frightmare, I met a couple of like really nice people and interacted with um, them. I met like this guy and his wife. He actually, I think he sent in a question over on um my page if you missed i don't know if you saw it or not steve but uh he sent it a few minutes ago but uh yeah that guy was like really cool um yeah like nowadays it's like cons when i go to like horror cons i just like interact with like random like horror fans and that's like um probably the best place because you have like a you know similar interest already so you can like spark a conversation that way strangers Good experiences, not since I've moved here. Tell you that right now. But back in Kansas all the time. It's the Midwest for you, girl. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, I avoid people at all costs, so <laughs> nothing. Come on, Todd. Yeah, no, fact. But you probably do some nice things for people. Like you have good manners, and then they're probably like, oh my God, you made my day. Like, thank you so much. I look much. for a dog, a lost dog. I mean, Dang, that's great. That counts. No, I don't avoid people. It's just um, I can't really think of something that really stands out. Neighborhood, neighborhood's really friendly though. Yeah, I'm kind of like with Todd in that one. I I like make a point not to talk to people uh, if I don't have to. But uh, no, I don't I, feel bad. I'm gonna go back to my original answer. I avoid people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Steve's going there too. Uh, but I I attract people for some reason because people always go out of their way to talk to me, and I don't understand why. Uh, they, they will like comment about stuff in my cart. Or they'll make uh, comments about like what I'm wearing or people just want to talk to me for some reason. And, you know, I'll talk to them and I'll be super nice about it. But uh, I personally would never engage with someone, you know, out of the blue. It's just not my style. But uh, fuck, like my grandfather is the complete opposite of that. I went to pick him up at the hospital one time where he had spent like maybe four hours and it was in the emergency. So there was a bunch of people. And I go to pick him up and he's like talking to everyone on the way out. Like, oh, good luck with your hernia. Don't forget to say hi to your kids. Uh, you know, oh, good luck at your first uh, day at McDonald's. And just like, fucking, he, knew about everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he knew everyone in that fucking room. And it's, it's weird to me. Like to me, I just stay quiet and try to go and notice as much as possible. I, I do envy the people that have that gift, you know, just talk to the whole room. Yeah. Yeah, it's for sure. He, I remember when he used, he used to live in a small town. He just like stand outside and wait for people to walk by so he could talk to them. He knew everyone in that town, but it was crazy. It was just, I guess some people just love to chat. Whereas I'm, you know, I like it online, but in person, yeah. maybe it's because I, I always feel people have the worst intentions, even though they probably don't. I don't know. Uh, all right. And Chuck's last question. Happy birthday episode, Samarella. 
Does that mean we're eating cake or do you have something else in mind for this lovely double feature? Um, we're having <laughs> fat-free yogurt. Lame. Well, that's what they left in the fridge, so. Who? Yeah, I was. that's on my notes. Like The, dad, <laughs> the Mr. The, and Mrs. He thought he was so cool. Like, he he wanted Jill to have some. Oh, that's right. That's a shit dad. <laughs> what about nachos? Why is he a, shit, a piece of shit dad, Todd? Because that's in my notes. He was like, you can leave a pizza, give her pizza money. He's going to say there's low-fat yogurt and then call it a yeah. day. Unacceptable. I, yeah. I mean, I think the fridge was stocked with good stuff, but I think he was trying to say like, hey, little she girl, watch fat. your weight. Wow. <laughs> it makes me more of a piece of shit then. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of food are you having for your birthday, Sam? Chinese. Oh, I, I want you- nachos though, but I'll have some nachos. So it's going to be nachos. Uh, all right. Next series of questions are from M. Do any of you have any Christmas or holiday traditions that you follow? No. Um, I don't follow it anymore, but growing up, we used to, I, I feel like most people do this, but we would open one present on Christmas Eve. Did you guys do that too? No. Yeah, usually it's uh, pajamas my mom would get us. Mm-hmm. How sweet. Little totter and his little PJs. <laughs> we still do it. She still sends us every year a little Aww. Christmas Eve presents for me and the kids and my wife. Do you wear oh, the sweet. PJs that has the button pouch that folds behind on your butt? I wish. That's how it's so convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I got a shit and I just unbutton my, my drawers. Yeah. I, I, the reason we didn't do that is uh, I spent the 24th with one side of the family and the 25th with another side of the family. So that's why we had kind of both parties. Uh, And the way I do it now is I do 24th with my family and then I come back home for the 25th for my wife's home. So that's, I guess, my holiday traditions. What's your favorite? Is it like Christmas Eve? Like what's more fun, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Uh, For me, it was Christmas Eve because that's when I got to see like all my cousins and that's when I got all the big gifts and stuff. And it was at the, usually at my mom's house. So I didn't have to go very far. Whereas Christmas day, I'd have to drive. Well, I wouldn't drive. I was a kid, but we'd have to drive like an hour out to my grandmother's house. And it was usually just my grandmother and my aunts and uncles. And they're older. You know, I had a cousin there sometimes, but not always. And I don't know, it just wasn't as fun, I guess. But uh, I was happy to see them. But, you know, it just wasn't the same. Um, all right. What would be your plan if you were the babysitter in this situation? So I'm, I'm assuming she's talking about when a stranger calls or, I don't know, or calls back. What would you do, Sam? I would go next door. Would you go and grab the kids, obviously? Um, I mean, I would have to. I wouldn't want to, but yeah, I'd grab them. So you'd be dead then because you probably would have went up there to get the kids and he would have killed you. No, I would have gotten them right after the first call. And then I'm like, you guys need to sleep on the couch next to me. Let me grab some knives. And then we would head over. He was already up there, though. No. Okay. I would know. You would know. Okay. I would have all the lights on. I would check for all of the windows if they were locked, all of the doors. Like, right when I got there, I would have done a lockdown just to make sure for my own peace of mind. Mm. All I know is if I was like a babysitter, like I feel like I don't know, like I never babysat, so this would be a better question for Sam. But I would have like went 
and like with the parents and like checked on the kids first, like right when I got there, like I would want to see like the kids. Is that just me or? Well, I could tell you that one of my notes is as soon as someone says, check the kids, I would have been right at the fucking kid's door, like within Mm -hmm. five seconds, because I mean, your whole job is to protect those fucking kids. That's what a babysitter is. And, you know, I'm not going to go to the fridge and get a popsicle or fucking like do other, you know, get a drink. No, I'm going to check the kids. You know, it's just, yeah, I mean, I'm probably dead, but at least I died trying. Yeah. I wrote down in my notes, um, my quote or my response to him would have been, man, fuck the auto club. Get the fuck out of here. Cause I hated that guy in the second one. Like, did you even call the auto club? I got I the auto club number. Shut the fuck up, douchebag. Yeah. Jeez, dude. Yeah. But I mean, she was kind of timid, both of them. So. Yeah, she did a good job though. She she was trying what she could. I feel like you would have told him off, Sam, for sure. Like, dude, fuck off. Yeah. Like, straight up. I would have. Yeah. You would have been thought. scared. No, you wouldn't. I would have been scared, been but so I would. <laughs> no, I would have been. Joe, you don't know me. <laughs> No, I would have been so scared, but you can't let them know that you're scared. Well, that's what she did, right? She's pretending not to be scared. She tried. You didn't even call my wife, huh? I hated his voice so much in the second Yeah, one. he tried to play the wife card because he was like, mm-hmm. if I say I have a wife, then she's going to think I'm not a psycho and that I'm a family <laughs> man. Yeah. You guys ever get someone weird coming to your door? We talked about, well, we will talk about calling in the next question, but what did you guys ever get someone that like kind of creeped you out to come to your door for a random reason everyone who comes to my door creeps me out like there is no reason anyone should be at my front door ever what about if they have an amazon package no no <laughs> they're not allowed there was even joe what was that lady she was like a census oh, person yeah. Sense, i was yeah, so census. mad she like she buzzed her way up and I think we let her in because we're like oh maybe she's here for someone else because sometimes people will do that um and so she like knocks on our door and I'm like I'm not fucking answering the door like you can go away so what does Joe do he answers the door and he's like giving this woman all of our information and I'm like Joe who is this lady like I'm stupid. Never in my life have I heard of a census person. I don't even know what they do. So he's like giving all his information. And then she's, I can hear her with her her little clipboard and her little pen. And she just ran on the paper and she's like, is there anyone else that lives here? And I can see her get on her tippy toes. And she's like trying to look in the crack. And Joe says, yes, her name is Samantha, blah, 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 blah. Get away, get away from the front door, lady. (laughs) They are very, um, aggressive though since she came like aggressive because she came the first time and i wasn't home right and you just told her like no like leave us alone right yeah i was like no thanks i was like we'll do it online whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. and she came back like three other times they gotta know though i guess you know it's very important the census they don't need to be for that they have more important things to worry about does canada do census steve is that a thing? Yeah. So the way they do it is they're uh, probably first, nice. They first probably send a little gift basket to say, <laughs> yeah, no. "Just a heads up, we're going to be coming next week. Don't be frightened." Yeah. No. They the first they sent to you by mail, uh, twice, and if you don't fill it out by mail, then they come after you in person. Um, 
but why? What if I'm, what if I died and you don't know that yet? What if like the person you're looking for could be my daughter, my mom, and they literally just died. And now you're coming into my house wanting information about them. Like just relax, Betty. It's only supposed to be for like demographics and age. And I don't know why Joe's giving well, maybe they schedule. should pay Facebook because Facebook has all that information. Like there's already people that got all my information. Go bother them and leave me alone. Sorry to all the census workers listening. If you're nice, cool. But if you're rude. No, yeah. They're, they're a bit annoying. Yeah. Um, you got, so one, one of the very few good things about COVID is I find there are less people coming to my door than there used to be. But I used to get a lot of political parties coming to my door, uh, a lot of people asking for charity organizations, and uh, a lot of Jehovah Witnesses. Um, now they all tend to call instead of uh, do, going to the door, and I, I always thought that was annoying. You know, it's just they're, they're very pushy, like you know, all of them. So yeah, that, that's probably the most annoying people I think I've had come to the door. I think the most annoying one I ever had was like the people who want to put um, solar panels like on your roof. Oh, really? And then, like you rent, like rent, yeah. And like then you know, like you rent it out. I'm sure they've come to your house, Todd, because I know like they came, they used to come to my house all the time. And they'd be so fucking pushy. I'd be like, no. And they'd be like, hey, no, are you sure? Let me see, uh, let me see your, uh, your, your bill, your national grid bill or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm not trying to get, get out of here. Bill. Like, I don't know. They're like, no, no, no. I can save you like this much money. I'm like, no, like I'm literally like closing the door in their face. And like, man, they're like salesmen are just the worst. <laughs> Let me get some Todd tips for everybody on the listening here. If you tell somebody that you're a renter, they'll fuck off because you don't control mm-hmm. the property. Yeah. So they're like, oh, hey, you want solar panels? Oh, sorry, man. I'm, I'm, I rent. I don't even know where the landlord is. But, oh. Love it. Love it. Or oh, also a fun fun fact too is if someone ever comes to you like claiming they are selling alarm systems, don't give them any information mm-hmm. because people like will break into houses because they'll ask questions like, "Well, do you have uh, glass shatter sensors? Do you have a uh, second window sensor?" Like if you tell them no, 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 they're gonna be like, "Oh, I can fucking break it. It happens. Yeah. Don't tell That's me anything." Like, dude, I got yeah. all that. Like one one time, uh, and to shut them down too. I'm like, "Oh, actually, my father-in-law owns that business. He installed all of it for me." But mm-hmm. okay, so. No. Don't ever give them personal information, especially the solicitors. Yeah. And especially right. if they have a hoverboard around the neighborhood, that's really weird too. A hoverboard? A hoverboard. Yeah, those little like electric <laughs> things you stand on. I said, I've a never seen anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's running that shit with a clipboard. Oh, shit. <laughs> so if someone comes, I'll just be like, this is like fucking Fort Knox. If anyone tries to get in here, they're fucking out. I'd be like, cool. I got fucking late. I got laser beams that just come out. <laughs> I got a shark and a moat. <laughs> also make sure, especially for the ladies, um, say no, you know, like my boyfriend, my husband, like he's got these two dogs in there that like, they're not friendly. Like we're good. You know, mm-hmm. to make sure that you, you give some hints in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never know. Yeah. I would always act like that too. I would act like either my husband was a cop or my dad was out in the backyard cleaning his guns. Mm-hmm. You can also say you're a cop too. Like, obviously, don't pretend to be a police officer. That's a felony. But you'd be like, oh, you know, I work in law enforcement. It's good. You know, something mm-hmm. like that. So, watch out for those weirdos. Yeah. Guys yeah. And, girls. Yep. and if you just want to get rid of someone, just be like, listen, like, I'm about to shit my pants. I got to go. So, 
Does that work out, John? Yeah, you just like listen, like I okay, just, like you say that. Just be like, I just, I just sharded a little, and next time the census lady comes, like I have to shit my pants. I'm, I'm white. I'm 33. <laughs> I got it. She'll be like, but what kind of shit do you feel oozing out of your butthole right Nacho. now? I have, to, um, I have to mark it down. I'm turtle heading right now. I gotta go. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of a story when I was in high school. Um, we. <laughs> We uh we were driving down the street egging cars, and and uh, one of the guys he was like outside, so we fucking jumped in his car and started chasing after us. And my buddy had an egg in his hand, and he like smashed it in his hand because he got so scared and it went all over his pants. And then he kept he was trying to escape the guy, and he turned down a dead end, and we were fucking blocked in. So he got out of the car, and the guy's like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" He's like. He's like, what's all of your pants? He's like, dude, I fucking pissed myself. He's like, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> the guy's like, the guy's like, oh. the guy's like, wow, oh, what the fuck? He's like, <laughs> he's like, go, go clean yourself up. And he fucking That's a good defense though. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I would have beat the shit out of myself. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, we were doing water balloons at Halloween and we fucking picked the wrong guy, dude. He was like mm-hmm. a you know like a metalhead you know like big black boots long hair shit like that and we fucking nailed him like four of us problem was we fucking we were only like 20 feet away from him and then a fucking red light hit and there was like seven cars deep and we're like we he ran up this motherfucker sprinting in his big ass boots gets to the side of us just fucking staring out staring at us like you're satan dude we're just fucking looking straight ahead like we're scared (laughs) man don't fuck with people man it's like you'd never know no, I was just telling Sam actually this happened at work the other day. This like homeless guy was inside the uh the station and uh the guy, you know, once the, the station closes, you have to kick everyone else. So the guy was like, You gotta go. So like literally the dude like was like, Oh, what the fuck? Like I was in my car in the my work truck, but the guy I could hear the guy, he's like, What the fuck? And like he went out and he started like chasing after the guy, like swinging at him and shit like that. So the guy like ran around, like did they ran after each other in a big circle. And the guy ran back into the station and he closed the door, but he didn't close it good enough. So the guy fucking grabbed the door, swung it open and started chasing after him. And I was like, I ain't getting involved. I was like, I don't know how crazy this dude is. So the guy finally left and then he comes up to my fucking car and he's like, he's like, what the fuck is going? He's like, who the fuck are you? So I fucking, I drove, I just like drove away from him and he chased after my truck and I uh, stopped and he's like, roll down your fucking window or I'll fucking end your life. And it, and he started spinning. You got to call the cops at that point, Joe. I did. Oh, he did. We called uh, transit police. But he started like spitting on the window and shit like that. It was fucked up. Transit police? Is that like a big thing in the U.S.? Transit police is, yeah, like uh, they, uh, the company, the MBTA, which is like the train system in Boston, they have their own police force. Okay. No, yeah. See so yeah. here, if, if you're transit police, no one takes you seriously. You know? Okay. It's, they're, it's like no, a, they're, they're like a legit police force. Okay. Yeah. We call them rent a cops. Yeah. It's, uh... yeah. Now I used to think they were, but then I realized like they were like, they're like legit. They can arrest people and everything. Yeah. Good times. Um, all right. So M's last question. Have any of you ever received any creepy anonymous phone calls? No, I don't think I have nothing exciting there. Yeah, all, all my calls are creepy anonymous phone calls. I, I don't, I don't. No one calls me other than like solicitors or, you know, like junk mail essentially. It's uh, we had this thing in Canada a few years back where apparently you could put your name on a, like a no call list so that companies couldn't, you know, solicit you anymore. And what do you think the solicitors did? They fucking got that list and started calling those people. 
who, who the fuck's gonna stop him? Like, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's just crazy. But no, nothing interesting in that. Do you guys ever get like random people on Instagram that call you through Instagram Messenger? Yes, I have had. You that do, done. Joe? Really? Who's trying to call you? <laughs> yeah. I don't I actually it was that tonight i got a rant a call from some fucking dude and i'm like he he was at like a group video chat i was like i don't know any of these fucking people so i didn't answer it but yeah yeah i'm not famous enough for that for that kind of shit yeah. you don't need to be famous a- ain't nobody sliding my dms it's a lonely place in there like um, who wants to video chat people, people? <laughs> right. like strange like you know like strangers like especially like i can understand probably yeah maybe yeah, probably. If you answer, it's just be a fucking dick. It's a. It's like a Steve. Did you ever play Uno on Xbox Live? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking nothing but dudes jerking off. <laughs> I, I half, don't know. half of them was fucking dudes jerking off. If you really? go into like a public room, yeah. with, uh, if you have the camera, it's oh, man. any any kind of anonymous video services. Half of them are dudes jerking it. It's weird. Like ch- chat yeah. roulette. Why? I was just gonna say we used to do chat roulette at parties. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what like. Fucking 60% of it was just dicks. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Have you ever seen the South Park episode where they go on like chat roulette? Yeah. And yeah. Like, oh, dude, dude jerking off. Dude jerking off. Oh, look at that. Dude, dude jerking off. <laughs> Once in a while, you get a woman playing with her tit, and then that's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it unfortunately got creepy, so we stopped. But <laughs> oh, chat roulette was super creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Uh, all right. Our kind last. Of. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Our last question for now, we'll have more questions later, but they're directly related to the movie we're watching. Uh, It's from Weezerface. Since moving north, I've noticed people here leave their windows open, curtains drawn all night. Do you leave your windows open at night or are you sane? Sane. We do in the summer, but we're also on like a high floor. Mm -hmm. My friends, though, they leave their fucking windows open, their doors unlocked, like at their house. Like fucking crazy crazy and they have a baby too and i'm like you gotta stop it like why risk it why but even like i think when i'm sleeping here alone and i'll sometimes i want to leave like our slider open like we don't have a patio or a balcony it's just like the slider um and so sometimes i want to leave it open just so the breeze comes in and it like cleans out the apartment but i literally think i'm like someone could put a ladder and like just sneak on in so i'm like oh closing it tonight you <laughs> hard, to, hard to get up there I, though <laughs> you would need are crazy yeah. no second, second i'll floor. never underestimate yeah. any person there, there's no way there's not no there's not an extension ladder in existence what, about, <laughs> what if reach. a fire engine came <laughs> there you go that's about it. true <laughs> what if someone stole a fire truck and then or came scissor lift up? or spider-man i don't know <laughs> Could. Imagine Spider Man was a sexual predator. Holy yeah. shit! Satan, demons. Satan, demons. I mean, if they're get, wanting to get in, I don't think you have to worry about your your slider being open. I think Satan or demons are what about Santa Claus. Way. You never know. Santa, he gets in there. Uh, he does. Sick fuck. <laughs> yeah, I I don't because I have uh, central air, so it would just be a waste. But if I were to leave the windows open, I'd probably do it on the second floor. You know, if there isn't like uh like any type of like roof under it or like an awning or something, but uh, no, the windows uh, at least the curtains drawn. Uh, I do during Christmas because then you can see the tree. You know, it's kind of like I kind of use it as part of my decorations, but most of the time they're closed. So 
no one can see inside just because i find it creepy yeah a lot mm. of my neighbors have their uh, curtains like wide open and you can see all their business like when i'm going to walk down the street to get my mail you, you just see inside inside everyone's house and it's just like at night or during the day can you see you don't see it uh, in the day so much but at night yeah. you see totally like everything you know it's just mm-hmm. it's awkward i don't i don't know if this is just like uh me but like when you go like uh on vacation or like rental houses and stuff do you find yourself being like less safe like because i feel like like for example like when sam and i went with our friends on vacation in a rental house like we had the fucking like doors wide open all the windows open like the whole like time and like i never felt like unsafe but like if i was at my own house like i would feel super unsafe doing that I felt unsafe. So I had Joseph by the door. So that way they would kill him first. And I had a chance of jumping out the window. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of like that. It's like, I value my stuff more than myself. So so if I'm at home, I'm like worried that someone's going to steal my shit. But if I'm on vacation, it's like, yeah, worst thing they could do is kill me. (laughs) I don't know why it's it's not very good thinking, but that's kind of the truth. Yeah. Joseph nodding his head. I think he agrees. What about you, Todd, when you guys go on vacation? No, it's everything's locked up. I got the dogs. I got the handgun, all that stuff. So, no. Handgun. Don't leave them without it, girl. Love that. Does your wife know how to use it? Um, To an extent. She's not going to get any gunfights or anything, but she can (laughs) just rack it and pull the trigger. So That's great. But, Mm -hmm. A, for all those gun people, keep them locked up. You never know who's going to want to grab it. So. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Terrible. All right. So uh, that's all the questions for now. We will have a few more questions at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. But now it's time for a word from Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for, and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Mm, what watched? Yes. I went to the movies on Thursday. Oh. Right. Last Thursday. Uh, I saw Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, and um, kind of flew under the radar. Like, not a lot of, at least, no. not been impressed for it. Mm-hmm. um and you know overall i enjoyed it but like all right so the plot okay let me back up. um this is like 100 percent a horror movie like the other ones are like goofy action kind of like comic booky don't take it seriously and this one's like legit horror so i really appreciate them going there um but it was really confusing like they tried too hard to link a lot of video games in like especially games one and two um and it was like full of 90s references too which was nice but it, like they didn't commit to a single storyline. Like they should have just like repeated the first game. You know, like you're going to this random mansion in the woods. You don't know a lot about it, and you're trying to figure out what's going on and just do that. But instead, they mix like the plot of game one and game two, where you're in Raccoon City with the police department trying to find your brother. But then you got like the mansion and all that stuff. And every time it seemed like they were gonna take it to the next level. For example, this truck, this trucker, um, which is from the remake of Part Two game. Is eating a hamburger he gets bit by a zombie and like the semi-truck crashes and it's like going towards the police station like holy shit this could be a great scene it's gonna crash and it's gonna blow up the police station and all the zombies you could get in it tips over has a little fire and that's it and the cop comes out and looks at it and nothing happens like what's going on 
And there's like a bunch of zombies at the door. Nothing happens. A uh, helicopter comes in, crashes. Nothing happens. It's like they had all these cool setups for like really cool stuff. Like I thought, all right, now the movie's going to take off. Oh, wait a minute. No, now it's going to take off. And it never did, which was a like, huge disappointment. Um, but yeah, I still enjoyed it. It's still up there in the series for me just because the series is so bad overall. Um, definitely don't go see it in the theater. It's, it's a good streaming watch, but um, it's like a middle of the pack. I gave it like a six and a half out of 10, something like that. So yeah, Resident Evil. It comes out on uh, streaming December 20th. So. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Not to watch that before the end of the year. All right, cool. All righty. Um, Sam, you want to talk about um, there's someone inside your house? Do I remember that one? <laughs> okay, I'll do. I'll describe it, and then you'll remember it. All right, so there's someone inside your house. This was a recommendation by Steve for Sam, who he thought maybe would be one of her, something that potentially could make her top 10 list for the year. Um, this is a Netflix, I believe, uh, streaming horror movie. Uh, release this year so this one is about uh it's about a group of friends in high school um who are being stalked by a killer who wears a mask um of the person he's stalking so every person he tries to kill in this movie movie um they wear uh they 3d you actually see them uh at one point 3d printing like masks of like each person. So I thought that was actually a really cool thing. Um, and basically like all these people have like these like deep, dark secrets. And uh, this killer is one by one exposing um, these secrets as they go. And basically it's up to this group of friends to try to figure out, you know, who's um, the killer uh, in this town and whatnot. And yeah, that's basically the basic plot of this one. Um, for me, like, you know, this one was like, okay, but it's nothing like memorable to me. Um, you know, it was like a decent one time watch. Um, but it was just like, I don't know. It, it, it was just like too high schooly for me personally. Um, I did love the, the killer wearing the masks of all the, the victims he was going after. I thought that was like a really cool uh interesting take so that was like a big positive for me but other than that uh, yeah not something um not the worst of the year not the best of the year not just kind of middle of the road for me yeah um i liked the whole mask situation of where whoever the killer was going after he wore their face um i liked some of like the party scenes and all of that stuff um but i don't know if it'll be in my my top 10 but I'm glad I'm I'm glad Steve recommended it. I didn't think Joe would like it. I thought you might like it more. It seemed yeah, like I was entertained by it. Yep. Yeah, she I could tell liked it more. Joe's. Yeah, I could tell he was like not digging it. So that kind of took my vibe down. <laughs> what else is new? I know, but <laughs> maybe next time I'll just have to watch it something by myself. <laughs> cool. All right. So my first one, I'm still going into my 2021 uh, challenge. I'm now at 91 2021 films, so I should be able to finish it by uh, the time we record that episode. So this week, the first one is on Shudder, and it's called The Advent Calendar. Uh, This is a film from Belgium, I believe, so it's in French. It's about a uh, paraplegic girl 
who uh, she's having a rough time. You know, the world just isn't built for someone that's paraplegic. Like, for example, she goes to see uh, her friend at a bar on a double date, but the people like get annoyed that they have to let her um, wheelchair through. And it's just, you know, you can tell that she's bummed out about being a kind of a nuisance to everyone. Um, she goes on this double date and uh, this guy, you know, he looks like he's interested in her. But then it turns out that he was interested in her friend, not her. And just like, she's just bummed out about life, you know. Uh, she, she got into a big accident, so she wasn't always paraplegic. And her friend uh, gets her this old German advent calendar for uh, her birthday or some kind of, um, I think, yeah, it was for her birthday. And uh, this thing is like super big and it's got these big wooden boxes and it's really cool looking. So they open the first one. It's got a piece of chocolate in it. And on the back of the board, it says basically uh, there are rules to this advent calendar. One, you have to finish. Uh, if, if you start it, you have to finish it or, or I'll kill you. Uh, B, if you throw me away, I'll kill you. And C, um, you have to finish it by December 24th or I'll kill you. Sounds uh, like a chain letter that I would definitely would have thrown away. <laughs> right. But did they like kind of pass it off as some goofy German shit? <laughs> you know, that, that's what they say. It's just like, oh, this is just like some, some funny thing. And so each day she gets a piece of chocolate that has a different effect. So for, and it seems to like, it's this demon that resides inside the advent calendar. And he seems to like pick the chocolate of the day based on how she's feeling. So for example, she'll give her a love chocolate so that she can give someone the chocolate and they'll fall in love with her. Or uh, they give her a, um, a chocolate for that she can walk for a little bit and just stuff like that. But eventually the chocolates start having like consequences uh like other people can be killed as a result of her gaining something and if she finishes the challenge she'll be permanently cured of her um of her like being paraplegic so she'd be able to walk again uh it's a very interesting film very interesting concept uh the demon you see him a few times and he's really cool looking i liked it when he was on on screen and everything and i think it's a good watch uh, there's just something missing and I'm not quite sure how to put my finger on it. It just uh, like the, the kills were okay, but they couldn't have been a little better. Uh, the plot was a little confusing at times, like how the chocolates work because sometimes she's not eating the chocolate. She keeps it for later, but sometimes she's eating the chocolate. Sometimes other people are eating the chocolate. It's just so the rules kind of get bent depending on what they're trying to convey. And that was a little bit of annoying, but overall I'm not that sad that I watched it. I'm, it was still a very decent film. Like I'd still give it like a seven out of 10, you know, so it's, it's decent and worth checking out, but nothing uh, too amazing. Not one I would revisit. So that's the advent calendar over on Shudder. That sounds good. I think. Yeah. I saw that one on Shudder. I almost watched it. Um, all right. I finished Exorcist, the book, and it is really good. Um, I highly recommend anyone that likes, you know, reading or horror or whatever, if you want to just know where the source material for the uh, movie came from i recommend it i do prefer the movie over it just because like visually seeing that stuff on the screen is just like you know it's all imprinted in our minds right um but I, like i said last episode the spider walk scene is like scary as fuck i think that's the best scene in the book um i didn't like the uh investigation aspect by lieutenant kenderman his character was just super annoying um and then uh father cares too it's like 
they kind of drug it out a little bit too much like him trying to like investigate if it's really an exorcism things like that he kept having this like back and forth with like do i do it do i not the church isn't going to approve it and then when he goes to the church they approve it in like two seconds so like the whole time he was talking about like the church will never do this it literally was not even a big deal um, but other than that like the characters are great with reagan um the mom the supporting cast of like the live-in nannies things like that so yeah if you're uh part of our book club finished it up we got like a week i think le- uh, left before we start talking to spoilers so the exorcist did they write a uh any book sequels to the exorcist yes legion is part two which is okay. the third movie and then the third movie yeah i think as a prequel but i don't know if it's can it's definitely not the same writer did the prequel okay cool 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 Alrighty, uh, Sam and I also watch uh, another 2021 release uh, available over on Paramount Plus, and that is Paranormal Activity: Next of Kin, um, the latest installment into the Paranormal Activity franchise. Uh, this one takes a bit of a different, um, you know, go at it uh, compared to the other ones. Um, whereas this one, we follow a girl who comes to find out that um, she takes like a, you know, one of those DNA tests online and we find out that she, uh, she finds out that she has like uh, Amish heritage that she didn't know about her. Um, And she links up with um, one of her relatives online and that she is invited to go to this uh, Amish community to um you know she wants to like film a documentary basically uh and kind of you know learn about uh all of that stuff so her and a couple other um guys go down there um you know and they're your film crew that we follow while she goes and visits this community um and we come to find that this community isn't exactly what it seems and um i'll leave it at that um, this one was actually quite a nice surprise. I was not expecting much out of this one uh, at all, but I really liked the different turn they took. You know, you can only like watch like so many times, like the paranormal activity thing of, you know, something falling off the wall or, you know, uh, you know, just like these little ghostly things where as this one doesn't do that really at all. Um, and you know, I would say the closest thing I could compare it to is the marked ones where the marked ones kind of took a bit of a different take on it. And this one isn't really like the marked ones, but you know, um, you know, it has some similarities to me in it. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually really dug this one. My biggest negative, um, is I had some issues with the ending a bit, um, which knocked it down a little bit for me, but Overall, yeah, really enjoyed this one. And honestly, it's something I would watch again. Um, Will it make my top 10? I don't know about that. Uh, And if it does, it would be, you know, my lower end of my top 10 or higher end, I should say, of my top 10. Um, But uh, yeah, overall, I I would recommend this one. I would also recommend this one. Um, There were some points where I jumped but it was kind of frustrating though because i feel like realistically if i was the main character i would have left a long time ago but of course there wouldn't have been a movie now would there uh but it was it was good i recommend it as well now do you guys feel this belonged in the paranormal activity series because i i didn't i don't think it had 
enough of paranormal activity feel to it. I actually think it was a detriment to the movie. I think um, people are probably going to be harsher on it because it's called the Paranormal Activity movie. If this, if this movie had a different name, I feel like it would be getting probably more buzz. Um, or it would be getting like a little more, uh, you know, recognition of just being a like scary indie movie. But because you attach that Paranormal Activity name to it, people are expecting something different that you're not going to get out of this one. So, yeah. Sam, you feel the same way? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I thought it was just, it was weird. It, I, you're right, it should have just been called Next Again. Or something. Right, um, yeah. And yeah, it's weird, but you'd think attaching it to such a big name, you know, the one that made millions of dollars would help it at all, like a little. And uh, it, this movie came par- and went, like nothing happened. Like just It's par- It's because it's on Paramount Plus. Like how many fucking people are subscribed to Paramount yeah, Plus? It's on Prime like, here, so a lot of people oh, okay. saw more here, but. Uh, yeah, no one's fucking, I don't know uh, <laughs> per- anyone subscribed to Paramount Plus. Like, so it, that's the biggest I think negative it's got going for it right now. Mm-hmm. Once it maybe hits, you know, stream like another streaming service, or if it, you know, when it hits kind of more physical media, maybe more people will will seek it out. But yeah, I mean, I would say even if you're not a fan of the par- if you're a fan of like, you know, cult movies and stuff like that, I, I mean, this would be right up your alley. So I would definitely, I definitely recommend it for people that are into that. And if you're a found footage nut. Like this is uh, one of the better found footage movies I've watched in a while. I mean, bounds, uh, leaps and bounds better than VHS ninety four when we watched earlier this year. That's why I put it on your list, Joe, because yeah. it was uh, found footage in the woods with a cult. So I'm like, this is yeah. like right Joe's uh, alley. So. Yeah, it was, it was very good, and there were some goats in there, I believe. Yeah, that's right. There are some yeah. goats as well. So <laughs> perfect. Um, all right, my last one this week, still 2021. This one over on Amazon Prime, and that's Till Death. So this one stars um, Megan Fox. Megan, thank you. <laughs> it stars M- Megan Fox. Uh, so she's cheating on her husband because uh, she's just not happy with him anymore. But her husband wants to make one last ditch effort to kind of save their marriage. So she uh, he brings her on their anniversary to a secluded cabin, and he like seduces her and tells her that he knows he's been a dickhead and he wants to make things right, and this is just the first step to doing so. So she kind of reluctantly uh, accepts it and, you know, they have sex, she wakes up and suddenly she uh, feels that something on her arm turns out that she's handcuffed to her husband and he's kind of just sitting on the bed and he says a few things and then he pulls out a gun and offs himself. And she is now stuck in this secluded cabin attached to her dead husband. Uh, and he made a point to remove all the knives and tools in the house that could make her sever the arm so that she can get free uh and to add to that issue he also hired two hitmen uh with the promise of giving them diamonds to come to the house and kill uh, megan fox's character so not only is she stuck tied to her uh, dead husband but she is now also being hunted by these two guys um that are trying to kill her it's a pretty typical cat and mouse movie uh you know the majority of the film is spent just her hiding and the bad guys chasing her uh it's not really my type of film uh you know it gets old quick it's just basically her going from situation to situation where she's almost caught but then something happens where you know somehow she doesn't get caught uh 
or for example she's like about to be caught but she happened to have the keys to the car so she turns on the alarm which makes them like somehow turn around and go the other way it's just you know it's one of, just one of those things uh there's nothing too new or interesting in this one uh i actually preferred gerald's game which kind of had a similar theme except she's handcuffed to the bed uh that one made more sense because she didn't like there was nothing she could she was she didn't want to sever her own arm so you know it made sense that she couldn't get out whereas this one there are plenty of ways to get that arm off you know like i i would have i would have found a way to fucking get that hand off or that arm off quickly you know even without a knife you know i'd smash it to pieces where you could just slip it off or whatever um so that was a little like she's dragging that fucking corpse around for the first 45 minutes of the film when she could have easily just gotten loose but nitpick side and megan fox is okay in it um i didn't know the other actors but they all did their parts pretty well it's well shot well filmed and all that stuff just not a movie that i'd revisit uh but if you like that kind of movie like cat and mouse type movies uh maybe this one worth visiting so that's uh till death over on amazon prime i agree with you steve um with it being similar to gerald's game uh, but I don't know, like Megan Fox is a good actor, but this movie, I was just like, oh my God, you are so horrible. Like anytime she's in a stressful situation, she's just like, she like puts on this deep voice and she's like, fuck, fuck. And it's just like, you would be panicking more. And also she was in an abusive relationship. So that's why she started cheating on her husband. Like he was a dick. Um, and she was like afraid of him pretty much every single like day that she was with this guy but yeah it just I was like I watched it for Megan Fox but I was like girl what the hell yeah I think I don't know if she's good enough to be a lead to be honest with you because she needs yeah she needs to carry this movie um you know she's pretty much the one you follow throughout the whole film yeah this one was a little bit harder I can't think of a movie that she's the lead in that I like to be honest with you she's a good like side character in a lot of supporting. movies supporting mm-hmm. role but as an actual lead where you have to follow her the whole movie i don't know maybe there is one but i haven't seen it if well, that's a wrap that's a wrap thanks for listening have a good night trivia anyone trivia no? yeah just kind of pulled up <laughs> game number 47 currently holding on in the first place with 115 points steve 111 joe 107 sam 76 this is week number 47 game number 47 who would like to lead off? I will. All right. Who's ready? Everyone? Ready. Yeah, All right. Thank Dang. you, Kayla. I'm going to use two out of three tonight. The third one about George Romero was too easy. I'm not going to give <laughs> Joe or Steve or Joe a free point. Screw you. Stop trying to make them win, Kayla. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. All right. In Child's Play, what year did Charles Lee Ray die? Mm-hmm. 84. 84 is on the board. 88. It is correct. I didn't get to guess, Todd. I'm sorry. What was your guess, Sam? I was going to say 82. 82, incorrect. Joe, you're up. All right, I'll go. Okay. This one is uh, from our movie tonight, When a Stranger Calls. Oh, boy. Better not be a name. Yeah, seriously. I'm going to channel Megan Fox. I was actually, I said that to Sam, Sam earlier. I was like, I should just do name one character from either movie. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know if I could do it. Um, but, Jill. Yeah. What, what's her last name? Uh, <laughs> Johnson. Is point that Johnson, for, really? Point for Sam. 
Okay, but really, here here's the question. Um, what in the first movie? What is the name of the bar that Trenchies. they frequent? What do you say? Trenchies. Incorrect. <laughs> Trachies. Incorrect. Uh, what is it? Frenchies. Frenchies is incorrect. Darn. Menchies? <laughs> I'm Menchies close. Menchies is a frozen yogurt. Frenchies. Yeah, I know. What did you say? Trenches. No. Tiki, tiki, tiki lamps. Am I close? <laughs> Burning. Todd is very close. Oh, really? Uh, tiki. Oh, burning tikis. No, the correct answer is torchies. Torchies. Oh. I was oh. close. You were close. You were close. Personally, I would have given it to Sam, but Joe's heartless. No, it's so. fine. I'm just kidding. And tr- oh, trenchy. Trenchies is different. <laughs> it's not very close. Pity point. <laughs> Pity point. All right. Uh, so this one. Name the movie from which this quote is from. Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Hocus Pocus. Dracula. That's correct. Dracula. Oh, very good. Thank you. From the, like, original? Yep. Yep. Wow. Good quote. Mm -hmm. Samsonite. All right. These questions come from Kayla. Kayla. What was Army of Darkness originally going to be titled? Evil Dead 3? Oh. What'd awesome. you say? <laughs> Evil Cheeky Dead 3. Bastard. <laughs> Book of the Dead. Evil Dead Rise. I feel like I guess I guess we're all wrong. <laughs> You're all wrong. <laughs> well, I, I was like, like how do you pronounce this word? The medieval dead? Oh, medieval. Medieval, medieval dead. dead. Medieval? medieval dead. That's a cool title. Oh, that's, that's how you spell medieval. Yeah. Yeah, no. makes sense. Our main darkness is cool, though. The medieval dead. Yeah, our main medieval. Yeah. All right. You guys were close. From Kayla once again, what date does the beginning of the crow take place on? 93? 92. Looking for like a, like a day. September like, like 7th. September. Okay, September 7th. October, October 31st. October 31st. Shit. Uh, everyone is incorrect. The correct mm-hmm. answer is October 30th. Oh, oh, Hallow's Eve. Makes sense. All right. All right. My next one uh, also comes from Kayla. Kayla. Once I pull it up here. Uh, Righty. Name the film. She describes the film, and uh, you have to guess the name of it. So this film is from the late 70s and is about a group of friends that get attacked by mannequins brought to life in a museum. Um, Tourist trap. Yeah, that is correct. Yay! Good job. Great film too. Great film. Mm-hmm. We should review. Probably one of band's best. I've never seen it. Ooh, perfect. We should definitely. Yeah, definitely. that'd be a good one to review. It's a good one. I thought we had. It would have been a good one to do with House of Wax if we didn't have a right original. Say we talked right? about it in the Charles Band interview, but I don't think we. Yeah, I was gonna say I, we discussed on it. it for. I want. I think it was my what watch, and we disc- we all discussed it, but it's been a long mm-hmm. time. I don't remember. Yeah, it'd be yeah. definitely one I'd revisit. Um, mm-hmm. All right, what is the subtitle of the Omen Three? The Legacy. No. Fuck. The box set is like twenty feet away. <laughs> Damien's just... Revenge. No. A <laughs> newborn. All for you, Damien. No. Um, what did I say? The, 
I don't remember, but it wasn't close. Wasn't the legacy, was it? <laughs> no, yeah, you said the legacy. But... Did I? Oh. Um, the Omen Reborn. No. Sorry. You, guys, you guys give up? Yeah. It's uh, the final conflict. Oh, that's right. I... Fucking Sam Neill. <laughs> Dang it. I've never, I've never seen any of the Jurassic sequels. Park. Really? No. Damn it. All right, this is going to be a Todd original here. Uh, I think it's Sam first. Oh, sorry, Sam. Oh, it's my turn. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Good looking out. No Alrighty. Be on your toes because you guys are all going to know this one. Okay. The 2004 Dawn of the Dead remake takes place in what state? Pennsylvania. What? You said Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania on the board? LA. California on the board. Just disqualified because he said a That's city. What I, thought, I was thinking the same fucking thing. California. Well, I mean California. Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. All righty. Steve gets it. the point. No. Steve gets really? it. Really? Yeah. I, I, it Wait, sounded what? familiar, Wisconsin. but Wisconsin. Fucking Wisconsin. But the mall is actually in Toronto. I know. Have you been to the mall? I have. Is oh. it like recognizable or is it? It's, it's just a regular mall. You know, there's, it's not yeah. as iconic as it doesn't is it play in the Crossroads place. mall. Like uh, no, movie? it's not. No. I think it's abandoned now, actually. If really? I, yeah. That sucks. Uh, okay. Oh. Steve Dodd. Okay. In the movie Grindhouse with all the fake trailers, mm-hmm. I want the title of the fake trailer that Rob Zombie directed Werewolf Women of the SS. That is correct. Yeah, that's right. No, Joe on the rampage thing. Yeah, big three, big three spot. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, right baby. On your butt. Yeah. Actually, it... did you guys? Um, I I, don't, I read this. I don't know if it's actually true that multiple countries had their own like commercial for. No, I believe that. That makes and sense. And the one in Canada. So if you guys have seen this, then you would know if it's a real. Was hobo with a shotgun? Um. Yeah. yeah. It was in ours. That, okay. That was yeah, on there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they made a movie. Yeah, yeah, they didn't movie. Make a movie. yeah. yeah that, that was apparently the Canadian contribution to that. <laughs> nice. Have you guys seen the movie? Yep. I haven't seen Hobo. Yeah, I, 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 I have it on Blu-ray, but I never actually watched it. I don't think. <laughs> I have it on Is the, it worth uh, a watch, Todd? Uh, it's. I mean, yeah, it's goofy. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think it's to me. It's last better than one. Machete Kills. I fucking hate that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. Garbage. The first one was all right though. Mm-hmm. Was it? The, fir- yeah. the first machete. Yeah, machete was, was, was pretty good, but machete killer yeah. was, yeah. I remember I watched Grindhouse in the theater, and I, had I did shoot. too. Yeah, me too. Oh really? It was like a three-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, three-hour movie. Yeah. There, there was an intermission for us though. There was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was an intermission with the trailers though? Was that the whole gimmick? No, they they did an actual intermission. They had a like countdown. The... Yeah, it oh, was like did? a ten-minute intermission. Yeah, from what I remember. I was probably shitting during that time, so I don't know. Probably. All right, in <laughs> night in night of the creeps, Ooh. what time is it according to Detective Cameron? Um, oh, I was gonna say thrill me. Ten thirty. Eleven fifty three. Fucking what time is it? Uh, time to kill some zombies. <laughs> Todd would be the closest as it's not an actual time. Oh, really? <laughs> It's uh, Miller Miller time. Miller time. <laughs> Miller time. Oh my god, <laughs> that's hilarious. That was a misleading question. If you <laughs> hey, blame Kayla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What time? 
what state total is this time movie yeah. in? <laughs> <laughs> the state of your mind. <laughs> yeah, that's not I got you. Uh, all right. <laughs> Last question, still from Kayla. What is the name of the killer in Wolf Creek? Oh, oh fuck! Gosh darn it! Oh, that is wrong. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh, darn Mr. Oh, gosh, darn it. Uh-huh. Um, it's like a normal name. Yep. I can't remember. James. Uh, Mitch. Close. Yeah, you are Which close. Yeah, I Mick? can't remember, though. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. Oh, Sam's, got yeah. Sam's got it. Sam's got it. It is Nick. No point. I was just. No, guessing. no, no. You got that. Oh, you got oh, it. Oh, thanks. That's a guessing. That's what we do. That's, <laughs> that's the whole point of the game. All right, is, does he have a last it. name, Steve? Taylor. Mick Taylor. Taylor. Second one's pretty good if you guys have never seen it. I don't, I don't think, think I have. The first one is good, though. Yeah, my mom took me to see that, like, I think Christmas, day after Christmas. Oh, that's fun. She walked out. Oh, really? It was kind of like mean, brutal if you guys, like, Stabbing yeah. that girl in the lower back and stuff. Yeah. All right. But so. my mom used to like cry at my like, um, my homemade horror movies. Like if I died in it. Oh. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. Yeah. She'd be tearing up if I can. Oh my god. Oh, I love that. All right, my turn. Mm-hmm. All right, give me the exact date. Ugh, that, that when a stranger calls was released. Exactly. Oh, yeah. um, October 18th, 1979. We got October 18th, 79 on the board. September 17th. I don't know. Oh, let's go uh, June 16th, 79. All right, you guys were all close, but Steve was the closest. No. Um, I lost my answer. So does Steve get a point? Steve gets a point, yeah. It was right. October. Where'd you go? It was like October 26th, I believe. Pretty close. All right. Halloween movie. Nice. Yep. All right, that wraps it up. Um not, not a big change numbers wise. I'm at 116, Steve 113, Joe 110, Sam 77. Woo woo, that's what I'm talking about. We, we have, let's see, next week, what, three weeks? Two weeks left. Yep. Two weeks left. That's it. Ooh, it's still close. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Close. All right. Let me uh, pull up these bad boys real quick. I'm tired. I just got really sleepy. I'm tired too. <laughs> We're getting to the end. All right. First movie, When a Stranger Calls, 1979, a psychopathic killer. Okay, yeah. Psychopathic killer terrorizes babysitter, then returns seven years later to minister against psychopathic. Does that doesn't sound right to me? Wouldn't it be like psychotic killer? Psychopathic? Yeah. Unless I I can't fucking read, but I'm IMDb. Psychopathic, yeah. It's better than the synopsis synopsis I had on my, my TV. (laughs) <laughs> people talk <laughs> um yeah i mean the first like 20 25 minutes are iconic um it opens with our babysitter going to this house the parents are in a rush to leave so she's like hey the kids upstairs they're already in bed don't worry about them blah 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 we'll be home late and then she immediately starts getting phone calls like usually you know at first it's silent then it's like have you checked the kids and then it starts getting menacing um and then downright annoying you know the fucking 
the ringing constantly like answer the phone or unplug it lady just get with it um but soon uh our, our character like she starts freaking out right she's home alone with these kids uh the guy's like tormenting her online or not online on the phone and she eventually calls the cops and they call back and say you need to get out of the house the call it's coming from inside the house and that's like the whole twist right turns out that there was a killer in the house and he ended up killing the kids with his bare hands um he gets away but then it's like shortly caught afterwards and then we have a big ass time jump seven years later where the uh the killer has been in prison uh, i think i believe a psychiatric hospital for the last six seven years he escapes and we follow a private detective and he tries to track him down um yeah and that's that's pretty much the movie um disclaimer I, i'm pretty sure this is the first time i've actually sat down and watched this movie from start to finish you know super familiar with like the opening scene i think everyone is and it's kind of like i'm sure if i would have saw it fresh not knowing anything it'd be more effective i don't really think she's a great actress to pull this off um but that being said the 20 minutes is awesome like tension filled craziness um you also have to consider it's like landline time it's not like caller id or internet or texting thing like that if your phone line doesn't work, you, can count, you can't call anybody. So that's pretty um, scary as well. So overall enjoyed it. Did have quite a bit of issues with it though. Quite a bit of issues, Todd? Yeah, all I have right. some. Well, I can't wait to hear them. Uh, all right, I'll go. Uh, so I don't think I'd ever seen this one like uh, in its entirety. Like obviously the, I had seen like maybe some bits and pieces of, the beginning because i remember that part um but yeah i was kind of shocked actually watching this one because i thought like going into it this was just going to be her like in the house the entire movie like you know trying to like going back and forth with this guy so when you know 20 25 minutes in like that part ends i was like oh i even looked over at sam i was like where does the rest of this movie go from here um and I actually enjoyed where it went. Like, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, I really dug, obviously, the first 20, 25 minutes is, like, fantastic. Like, I, I loved that that scene. And it, they're not afraid to go there. Like, him murdering the kids and shit. Like, and the way the cop describes it later on, like, where he did it, like, with his bare hands and no weapons and shit. It's, like, chilling. Um, and... Then they, you know, you get this time jump and we, we follow the killer for a long period of time um, out on his own, which, you know, there could be a little bit of a plot hole here. Cause I feel like there would have been like a severe manhunt for this guy. And he's just kind of walking around, you know, with like no one like this knowing, I guess like it was in the seventies. So, but you would have think you would have been plastered all over TV and shit like that, even back then. But I really enjoyed I really enjoyed following him around because um, at times I feel like they did sort of make him into a sympathetic character, um, which was weird, but it kind of worked because he was just so kind of nerdy looking and like very like uh, fragile looking. But then they describe the shit he did and you're like, whoa, this guy, like he's dangerous, you know, and you know, I liked the woman he's stalking. Like, she just seemed like kind of like a, a tough broad, you know? Um, <laughs> tough broad. <laughs> yeah, like, tough I love Tough older I love, lady. Yeah, I, I love, <laughs> I just love the uh, the bar scene with them. Uh, that, that that whole scene is great. Dude, I wanted and, her to say 
fuck off, man. Get get the hell. No, I'm not yeah. wearing fucking coke. Yeah. And good, I mean, good she, that that dude beat she, the shit out of him. Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is like, I, I did like feel bad for him at one point, like when he was getting the shit beat out of him. Like, oh man. I was like, no, fuck brutal. him. I'm glad um, he cried like a little girl too when he's getting no, beat No, yeah. Like, as I was like, I shouldn't be feeling bad for this guy, but I kind of am, which I, I thought was like good because it kind of conflicts you in ways and stuff. And I really enjoyed um, the cop character that's going after him. And yeah. And then, man, like, we'll get into it. But man, the first 20 minutes of this movie and the last 20 minutes of this movie are so fucking good. And, um, you know the mill part's good too. I mean, it's not as good, but it's still I still enjoyed it. So yeah, I mean overall, good movie. Um. Okay. So I kind of remember the first one, but not like it was pretty much like a first time watch for me. And I agree with everything that Todd and Joe has said so far. Um. The opening part is scary i think i thought she did a great job acting like i don't know what todd's talking about with that but whatever um (laughs) what else okay kurt duncan can go suck a butthole he literally is the worst do not feel sorry for him joe he does not know how to take no like as an answer and him just bothering tracy the whole time and i was glad that he got beat up i was like he needs to get beat up again because he didn't learn his lesson um and then especially like at the end it's really scary when after the time jump and jill and her husband are back home and the husband's like oh i got my gun here nothing's gonna fucking happen to you i'm gonna protect you and does he protect her i mean not really but sure And then Kurt's like throwing his voice around the fucking room. And you're like, where's he at? And he's like next to her the whole fucking time. That is so frightening. I was like, if that ever happens to me, I'll just kill myself. That's all I have to add for that one. Um, Yeah, I I feel like Todd, I I saw bits and pieces of this over the years. I never actually sat down to watch the whole thing. So it felt like a first time watch, even though. The first scene, for some reason, I remember pretty vividly, but the rest of it, I didn't really remember much of. Uh, I personally didn't really like this movie. Uh, I found the pacing was just completely off. Like, sometimes it would be really interesting, and sometimes it would be really boring. Uh, I, I liked, like Joe said, the scene in the bar. I thought that was really interesting, and I liked seeing, uh, you know, Kirk Duncan there, uh, like, trying to interact with the real world. I thought that was the most interesting parts of uh everything like outside of that first you know 15 minutes that was like the most interesting parts of this movie so i thought that was really cool um i didn't love the pi character so much though he just like wasn't an interesting character like you see you know uh cops or pis in movies all the time and this one had nothing special about him and in fact when he would be chasing uh you know the killer throughout the movie is like watching two out of shape people chase each other which just wasn't interesting at all. Like they're like struggling to go up the stairs and start struggling going down life, the stairs. Steve. I know, but it was like it's not. It's a movie, you know. It's not interesting to watch two out of shape people chase each other <laughs> uh, for a bunch of the movie. Um, and just just some weird thing, like some weird choices that this movie makes. You know, uh, going back to the first scene, the guy calls like how many times to say, "Did you check on the children?" First time she does nothing. Second time she gets a popsicle. Third time she gets a drink fourth time she does nothing like 
she's the worst fucking babysitter ever you know because like you, the parents told her not to wake up the kids so that's that, probably why she didn't check on them no come on <laughs> that, that's no <laughs> like she can open the door and not wake them up you know it's just it just didn't make sense to me uh and then i i love how they fucking carry out the bodies of the children in like fucking garbage bags <laughs> over their shoulder <laughs> like what the fuck i was noticing that too it's so like weird um i i just chucked that up to like uh you know just money issues like i don't know if they just didn't have the equipment to film a scene where they're bringing them down the stretchers and shit but it, i thought that was an interesting thing and that fucking woman that uh he's chasing just like come on like he's he goes all he follows you all the way to your apartment and not only do you not tell him to fuck off but you go like answer the phone with the door wide open practically inviting him in and what does she do after once he fucking walks into her apartment unwanted she apologizes to him. She's like, oh, I'm really sorry about the way we treated you at the bar. I'm like, fuck off. Like, this guy could not be more invasive to your space. Like, it just didn't make sense to me why she just didn't, like, destroy him right there or maced him or something. I don't know. It was just... The whole movie had some really, int- like, some kind of weird decisions. And, I mean, my biggest gripe against it is that I was bored sometimes. Just there was nothing going on for long periods of time. And that just isn't interesting, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um... And it bugged me too, like, why was she so apprehensive of even talking to the private detective? Like, when this guy was clearly going to rape you, going to kill you, something, he's clearly off. And she's still like, I'm not going to help the cops. He was, he was, look at this fucking guy. Um, Why weren't the real cops out looking for him? This is a private detective that the cops hired that what this like, guy murdered sub, subcontracted yeah <laughs> <laughs> looking for a murder right <laughs> like, come yeah. on well the dad did no, it dad was the hired dad that hired him as the pi yeah, yeah but the, okay but then the, the <laughs> pi kept going to the police station though to get information from them like why aren't they doing anything like let's go well boys. that's yeah that well, is i like, thought his friend delayed model. everything to where they wouldn't know like he had a head start on everything to where he could kill him hopefully that's no. why, like, at the very end, they're getting the reports and they're like, should we add this to his chart and all of that stuff? That's why they start talking about it. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, but the, he's a psychotic killer and he literally escaped a mental institution. And I mean, if that happened, there would be a fucking like it wouldn't it wouldn't be over till be a man, him. it'd be yeah, it'd be a manhunt. There'd be like a massive manhunt. So like, forget Brian Laundry. People fuck. do that all the time. That's true. Yeah, but it, it's just like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, that is the biggest pothole in this movie. Um, it's just, I don't know. Like, it, he's, and literally, he's walking around, like, in, like, a massive city. Like, yeah. people, someone would have recognized him, you know? Because he would have, there would have been wanted posters, or there would have been, he would have been all over TV. So, like, I just don't know how he would have been able to get away for that long. You know, I don't okay, know Okay, so you guys is. are questioning this movie, but I'm somehow supposed to believe that Avatar's a real situation it is well, so. she she brings us up because we were watching avatar, <laughs> avatar yesterday so, for the so first good time. sam Shush. <laughs> she only she only watched she only caught like a half so hour of it. <laughs> um th- is this not a ripoff of black friday though they did the totally complete call, yeah callers yeah. in the house five years prior to this and like they pretend yeah. it's like groundbreaking like well black christmas did this already and it was a better movie it's like yeah it's yeah. good but I, I was bored too. And like, it's a completely different movie from those 20 minutes. And I, yeah. it, I, I think I was reading, it was originally shot as a short film and then they expanded it because it was good, but you, well, there's only Black so much Chris, you can do with that. Was well, is that idea original? Any, cause that's like an urban legend in general, right? The urban legend ha- has to be older than Black Christmas, right? True, but it's like beat for beat. Yeah. 
Yeah, like this. Yeah, this movie's beat for beat. The um, that well, the opening scene anyway is beat for yeah. beat that urban legend. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, the the ending, like man, like two scenes that stick out to me. Obviously, like when she's opening the door and you see his shadow, like that is scary as fuck, like creepy as hell. And then when he's fucking in the bed with her. Like, I was not expecting that. I really wasn't. Like, I was expecting him, <laughs> his eyes to peek out of the closet. I and thought he, he was like, going to be in the closet. And, yeah. And then when Just he ends up being inside the bed, I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, I was like, oh, that was great. Like, He's I like, that, I'm like, right next to you. Yeah, that I, I that was just, just a great lick in her earlobe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I that was just I'm, a great scene. I don't. I'm going back to. It. I'm sticking by it. I don't think she's a good actress, and it's she's has very expressive eyes, and that's I think she's good with that. But her voice, it's her voice, and her it's delivery her was like very not realistic, especially in like fucking uh, restaurant. Like, where are my kids is like. <laughs> Ugh, no. I'm just used to Car- like Carol Kane, I guess, at this point. Like, if I didn't know who she was, right. yeah. I might have been a little more critical about her, but yeah. yeah. And can we just talk about that the PI's answer to stopping the the guy is to throw a dart at him? Like, what the fuck <laughs> is that? That would hurt. Yeah, man, it's just like, come on. <laughs> That's his murder weapon, though. That's his darts. weapon. That's what he brought. He brought a dart. <laughs> like, so stupid. But they had poison in them, so they were gonna make him knock out, and then he was gonna kill him. Boy, I sure hope I don't miss. <laughs> right? I my out of, out of shape. Ass. Right. I I think this movie would have been more memorable, um, had he actually like killed her kids too, like at the end or something like that, or at least killed the. Maybe husband. he did. I but know ma- you have a theory I, I, about I, part two. I do, but it's not that. Uh, but. It's actually quite a boring theory, so don't get too excited for it. But uh, no, I think if he had, when like if he had killed her kids, like it would have been way more impactful um, and just brutal. So I, I kind of wish they went there, but for whatever reason, they decided not to. I mean, they killed the first batch of kids. Why not kill these ones too? And it really would have fucking, I think, like been I have another nitpick. My other nitpick is there's no way in hell she would leave her kids with a babysitter. After the trauma she endured, seven years later, she's leaving her own kids. It's, nah, I didn't it, buy it. it. I didn't buy it. Seven at all. years. I mean, it's fair. It's fa- it's a fair. But two kids got murdered but, on her watch, and she almost got killed. It's like you think she would yeah, be fucking. But she's trying to move on with her life, right? Yeah, like seven years later. There has later. to be a point where you have to try to move on. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah, so but I, I get I, what you're saying. I have a question for you guys. Maybe I just missed it because I was bored <laughs> and like <laughs> maybe drifting off a little bit. Uh, at what point? did the killer start going back after Carol Kane's character? Like, I, I didn't see the transition from him just randomly walking around town chasing other people to him going back to the original babysitter. Was there a scene that I, like, fell asleep on or missed that had, like, a natural transition as to why all of a sudden he decided to go back after Well, yeah. she made the newspaper for, like, an accomplishment for work. That's so I think he... I think he mm-hmm. found her he name. Saw the yeah. newspaper. Okay. I don't remember he saw that her scene. The newspaper. Yeah. Okay, she, it's so. it's right he, where they and then he it's Googled right, her and found yeah, her. Yeah, right. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. Called the operator. It's, it's like immediate it's immediately when they reintroduce Carol Kane's character, like her friend comes over and congratulates her about um some award she wins, and then they they pan over to the newspaper and show like the article. So that's like you are to to assume that's oh, how so, so we did we didn't see her. the killer actually reading the no. 
Okay, uh-uh. see that that's what I probably missed. So Steve's like, oh, so there's another plot hole. Cool. Let me <laughs> mark that down. I figured they probably allude something that I just missed, but yeah. mm-hmm. it's it just free. it was abrupt. Yeah, yeah he was it was definitely free. reading the paper in between. Stop sure. the, yeah, yeah. The yeah, when he was icing well, those bruises. Doing? He's using it as a blanket, Todd. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he puts it over his head. He's like, right. oh. <laughs> oh. Is that Tim Allen? They should have had that scene. <laughs> oh. <laughs> on to the next one. Yeah. Are we rating this or are we going to ram both of together? Um, I don't know. Sam, it's your choice. Your birthday. We'll rate it separately. Okay. All right. Uh, Sam, you lead it off then. All right. So, I mean, yeah, it has its issues, but I was, I was, I enjoyed it, you know, and I was like, this is so cool, like watching an old movie from the 70s. Um, And also real quick, when Joe and I started watching the first one, like the internet was messing up to where the first five minutes, it was just playing music and it wasn't even playing any of their talking. So you're just seeing the mouth, everything while she's like getting situated and the parents leave. And it's like that scary fucking music. And it's like horrifying. And I was like, oh, I kind of wish it was like this instead of hearing them talk. But anyways, um, I'm going to give this one a 6.8. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm probably going to be the highest on this from what i'm hearing from everyone i i enjoyed it from beginning to end i really did i i uh definitely there's some plot holes in here and some issues but i don't know like i i for whatever reason was able to kind of overlook most of them uh because i was just enjoying the ride on this one um so yeah i'm, I'm going an eight i really like this one an eight? should i bump yeah. my score <laughs> I was going to do an eight, but then I was like, I still got to talk about the second one. I'm going to go with 7.2. All right. All right. Um, someone's got to be the asshole this episode, and it might as well be me. I really didn't like this one. Uh, you know, I've said in the past, my biggest cinema sin is being bored. Uh, you know, a movie can be bad, but if it keeps my interest, then I'll rate it a little higher. But this one, there's times I was just like, oh, you know, I just want to get to the next movie already. Uh, so I give it a 4.5. I really didn't like this one. Oh, four point five. Yep. Uh, other All than right. the first scene and the scene at the bar, I just didn't like the rest of it. You know. So. Yeah. All right, Steve. We're still friends. Until you hear my next one. Don't you dare! Ooh, don't you fucking go to a sequel like that? But um, oh god. Um. Yeah. I'm like a five point nine out of ten, or a two and a half on Letterbox. It's just kind of boring. Iconic in the beginning, sure. Rip off, sure. But like Joe's good point, though, it is an urban legend, so you can rip that off all you want. Um, but yeah, largely bored, and I just did not like the lead, and that's kind of a problem when she's a focus. So when a stranger calls back, a young babysitter, all alone in the house with two children asleep above, is bothered by a stranger. Unfortunately, the phone's dead. That's a stupid fucking synopsis, too. You, you sounded just like him. I did. The guy. Mm-hmm. I was throwing my voice. I'm in that. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, this is set, what is it, like 12, 15 years later or something like that from the first one. And we have a new babysitter, Jill. She's adorable. I'm in love with her. Uh, oh, yeah. she, it wasn't, who am I thinking of? Who's Jill? Jill's the original babysitter, but Julia's uh, the brunette. The new one. The new babysitter. Okay. 
I'm in love with Julia. She's very mousy and you just want to give her a hug because she's so small. She's in a house too. <laughs> similar setup. She's a babysitter. And now she starts hearing a, a voice outside. The guy comes up. He's like, hey, I got a, uh, my car's dead. Can I come in and use your phone? And she should have immediately said, fuck no, my dad's in here and he's pissed, but she didn't. Um, he's like, can you just call AAA for me then? Take my information. So she fucking does. But when she goes to call, the line's dead. And now she has to be like, oh shit, do I lie to this guy or do I tell him the truth? The line, line's dead. She chooses to lie to him, but naturally he's a weirdo. So he's very pushy. He starts saying like, can you just call my wife? It's been an hour. No one's come. Like, are you not calling them? Trying to guilt trip her and opening the door? It's messed up. But then stuff in the house starts moving like her little notepad disappears. And then we're like, where the fuck is this guy? Um, so like, yeah, pretty much like beat for beat, kind of the same for the first one, but in different setting, different thing. He's like throwing his voice around, stuff like that. Um, and then it ends like the killer's arrested, right? Pretty much right there. Um, and then we fast forward a little bit and now she's like um, at college. Is he, she has a, wait, is, wait, is he arrested or is he escaped? I thought he like escapes, like he doesn't get caught, right? We don't really know, I, if I remember. I don't think they specify what happens to him. He's out, though, so. He's out, so I just assumed he got yeah, away. Yeah, he's not arrested. Yeah. He doesn't get arrested because they're still away. trying to decide if it's two guys. Oh, that's oh right. the dad yeah, shows up, doesn't right. he? Yeah. Okay, that's right. Um, but fast forward, she's in, in, in college now, and she returns from class or something, and she notices that one of the kids from the from her babysitting, his shirt is hanging up in her closet. She goes to the cops like, this isn't my shirt. Stuff's been moving around, around my apartment. You guys need to take me seriously. They don't because it's kind of like, you know, they take it as a face value. This girl is just like losing her marbles a little bit. But then in comes Jill, right, from the original? Yeah. She's a uh, like battered women kind of counselor. She's like a really strong character. She used her, uh, I guess, traumatic event from the past and now she's growing she teaches women how to stand up for themselves she takes her seriously and then the pi comes back from the original and he's like let's fucking do it round two and um they're trying to figure out who the killer is where he is and trying to protect this girl at the same time um sammy take it all righty so I have to tell you, this movie, I was telling Joe, like when I watched it a few days ago, I literally was like sucked back into time when I was a little kid. I was probably like in second or third grade. I don't even remember. But I could tell you like the house that I was in. I could tell you like where all of, because it was my friend's house when I watched it. We were watching it with her parents. And I could tell you like where their furniture was. I can remember like what their entertainment stand looked like. It was so crazy. And so I just felt like I was like back in time watching this movie. And I always talk about the scene. Well, there's a few scenes in this movie that are quite horrifying. And I had only seen this movie once because of the scenes that are horrifying. I was never able to watch it again. I was like, man, it was so scary. Like I, I want to watch it again because it was horrifying. But then I also don't because I just want to remember how scared those scenes, how scary those scenes were to me. Um, so I'm glad that I finally was able to go back and revisit it. And I love this movie so much. The character of Julia, like, I just love her. Like Todd said, she's mousy and she's just like such a little like pipsqueak. Like she, you, she's just so fragile and you don't want anything bad to happen to her. And like, she's just literally trying to live her life after this traumatic event happened. But going back to when she's in the fucking house and the guy is calling her, um, 
Oh my God. Like when she looks on the fridge and like the parents note is gone and she looks in her notebook, the whole note page is gone. What else was there was something else? Oh, with the back door, like being open, like what a, it was just scary. But anyways, so I love Carol Kane in this one. I love that she came back as like an advocate trying to help other women go through what she had some experience with. And I love that she brought John into it because he was kind of like a father figure for Jill, I feel like. Um, But man, the guy who is the creep, William, what a fucking weirdo. Like what the fuck? So scary. So the scene that like gave me nightmares growing up is when Julia ends up shooting herself which obviously she didn't shoot herself i think it was what's his face but don't you think that todd actually no i, th- I thought she tried you to think kill herself she did try- yeah. okay well She's fine very like you know damaged you think? which is sad because she's so mousy and the whole hospital scene that you're gonna allude to right now is even that much more rough how come like, her bed was out of place the lamp was out of place like right when they went over there as if she got attacked I always took it as like he was upping his fucking with her game, you know, mm-hmm. like it started small, like moving little things here and there. And then she got back and it was just like, everything's fucked. And she okay. couldn't take it anymore. That's how I interpreted yeah, it. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, So the scene that gave me nightmares was where she's in like a coma from the gunshot to the head and her face is like bandaged up and she has like bruises on her face and joe fucking missed this whole scene i'm like kill yourself now like you there's no point in even watching this movie he didn't watch it at all because the glare on the tv he was sitting on the wrong side so it's the scene where william where william like you can see him in the shadow in the fucking hospital room and he's just standing over her and then Jill comes in and then he goes back and he just goes like he pans out of the camera view like slowly and Joe no reaction to Joe and I'm like Joe you saw him right and he's like what where and I'm like oh my god it was so creepy he was right there Joe's like I didn't see it and I'm like it's fine you can still you still have a chance to be scared hang on (laughs) (laughs) so Jill's like talking to her and she's really pulling she's like I hope you can pull through like I know you can do this I'm here for you I know you're strong you can do this and then she leaves then fucking William walks out of the shadow he's like looking over her bed and then all of a sudden he just starts like kind of patting her in the stomach area and then like he keeps doing it harder and each time it's harder and harder and like her head jolts and like her body's bouncing on the bed it is so scary but I'm gonna say when I was little I really thought he was like <laughs> it was not as hard as I remember I was like that's it like I, th- yeah. <laughs> I thought it I was thought like- he's being the shit out of her <laughs> I did too and I was like I remember this being I mean it's still scary and creepy but I really thought he was like pounding her. Um, but yeah, it's still very scary. And Joe was like, why is he doing that? I was like, because he's fucking weird, Joe. That's well, why. T- to me, that confirmed that she shot herself and that he didn't do it. Because to me, he he's was hitting mad. her because he was mad because now he can't stalk her anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that too. Um, but anyways, I I really love this movie so much. It's such a gem. I have such a nostalgia to it. Um, I don't know what else to say. I'm excited to hear what everyone else is going to say besides Steve. 
I'm with uh, Sam on this one. I like it a lot, a lot better than the first one. It does have issues, yes, and they're still like there from the first one. But there's three scenes that I love. The first opening scene, I think is I think is better than the original movie. Um, and then the hospital, like you just talked about, he's just a fucking prick. Yeah. And then at the end, dude, like where he's fucking sneaking around so and body painting. It's like so goofy that in other movies it could be played as a, a um perfect example is a robert downey jr um sherlock holmes he does the same shit and then it's funny in that movie but this one is like he's in a thong he's in a man thong <laughs> yeah. i'm like this dude is committed he painted his ass dude yeah so like holy shit how long did, was he in that apartment just like oh i'm looking at the fucking bricks oh yeah i gotta put a little this motherfucker's committed to his game well, it's hot because he had those fucking polaroids and i did not remember <laughs> those polaroids when because when was the last time you saw this movie like uh years ago yeah and so i did not remember him having the polaroids and then when they fucking show the pictures of the brick wall and the piping i'm like oh I didn't, oh, <laughs> yeah i cannot wait and i i was like not wanting to run it for joe i was like i can't wait till we get to the brick wall <laughs> i just i'm so, <laughs> the thong though it gets the me thong. yeah you see like a little glimpse of his little yeah you're like thong. oh <laughs> I just imagine him in a mirror spreading his ass a little bit and painting it like oh I gotta match that brick in my asshole but um yeah you know what I, I really I think the the best character in this movie is a stripper dude she's like I liked your act <laughs> like the only person that ever said anything nice to him and her tits are hanging out it's like poor girl but his ventriloquist dummy is creepy as fuck so get off the stage dickhead like so many red flags like the the bar owner yeah. didn't Hey, let me see your act before I let you go on the stage with your fucking creepy ass doll. Uh, overall, no, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. The only thing I knew about this movie is that it came out 14 years later from the original. And that I believe it was Showtime. it was like a made for TV Showtime movie, Yep. I believe. So I, I could tell right away that the quality was down a little bit on this one. Um, but you know, I knew, you know, I knew going in, okay, this is like kind of a made for TV movie. So I, you know, my, my expectations were curbed a little bit. Um, I appreciated the opening scene because they didn't re do it. They rehashed the first one, but they made it different, which I thought was cool. You know, I'm glad it wasn't like a phone call again. They actually like tried to do something a little different, which, you know, didn't make it boring. So it made it, you know, more interesting and, you know, I was even like guess, second guessing him because I was talking to Sam while that scene was happening. I'm like, oh, maybe like the guy at the door is really like a good guy and the killer is like really in the house. I was like that. I was like, you know, so it was kind of kept me guessing. Um, So I did. I really did enjoy um that scene. Um, And but to me where, you know, so I did like overall, I, I liked this movie. But I think it is a step down from the original um, for me personally, um, mainly because of the, for the killer, um, he is he's fine. But I just found the killer to be more interesting uh, in the first one than in this one, um, mainly because like at times it comes off goofy, like Todd said. I mean, you know, and Todd was saying that you know it it, it doesn't come off goofy, yet, but to me, like he came off goofy from time to time. So that was like the biggest sticking point for me, but you know, overall, like it wasn't bad. And, you know, I, I thought it was, you know, decent. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> which isn't surprising. Cause I didn't like the first one either. 
Um, so the first scene I thought was very good. I had a lot of good tension. Uh, I did find it went a little bit long. Like they could have cut that scene, I think, at five minutes and it would have been just as effective. Uh, you know, they're like, we're, we have to watch her go through the full phone call, like fake phone call, you know, stuff like that. Like we didn't need to see all that and stuff like that. But uh, it was, I thought, a better first scene than the original uh, because she's checking like the back door and stuff like that and all that stuff. Uh, I absolutely laughed when she finally sees like the guy and he like puts his hands up almost like a old school zombie <laughs> as he's attacking her. I thought that was <laughs> cheesy, cheesy as fuck. <laughs> so that made me laugh. Um, and then the rest of the movie, I just, I just wasn't interested. Like it just, it's a lot about her feelings and her feelings. And then she's talking to, you know, uh, Carol Kane's character. And there's a lot of scenes that really weren't going anywhere. And that I thought was kind of boring and kind of just, okay, let's get to it. But every time we saw the killer, which is really only reintroduced to the film, like in the last you know act really uh and i thought it would have been a better service to the film if we had seen him throughout the film in some way and learned a little bit about more about who he is and why he's doing that he just he was just there and they don't give him enough of a backstory for me to really care about what he's doing and i kind of wish that like the first film we kind of got a sense of who, what kind of person he was just by watching him do stuff and stuff like that. Now we get a little bit of it at the strip club when he's doing the ventriloquist act, which I don't know what fucking strip club is, has like a talent show <laughs> that is beyond me. I just don't understand that at all. Uh, super weird. And the poor strippers who have to like get dressed in the bathroom, <laughs> like the toilet right there. Super weird. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just, it was so out of place to me. That whole scene is... It's like, okay, we have to show that he's a ventriloquist. Why at a strip club? It just didn't make sense to me at all. Like, why not in any other setting? And uh, although he was really creepy, every time he was in the dark and all you could see is his beady little eyes, uh, I, I love that. Like, and that, I thought that was really cool. Uh, what The one scene I did know about this film was obviously the, you know, the painted scene in the apartment. I think that scene is super effective. And I wished almost that they had done stuff like that throughout the film. Like, what if they reveal it at the end that he's there. But what if throughout the whole film, you see him in the background, but never mention it, just, just put him there and see if people notice it. Or if they don't, then when you rewatch the film, you can point out, Oh shit, he was in that corner in the apartment or he was in that scene in Carol's apartment. I thought that would have been a really cool film. What if you fart though? black paint just leaves his thong um yeah so that, that's really my biggest beef is that there's no uh, character development at all with the killer yeah and he was the most interesting part of this movie to me so yeah i just didn't love it yeah i felt i felt like like I don't know. Like, I just felt like it didn't ramp up the tension enough to like a lot. The beginning scene, absolutely. But after that, like, I just felt like there wasn't like even like the the great scene, like with like him being on the wall there at the end. Like, I felt like this wasn't enough, like build up to it. You know what I mean? And then like when he does finally attack her, it's fucking over so quick. Like, there's no like like she could have been running around the house or something. Like, make it last a little longer. But it just like ends so. Um, like fast that it just like i don't know like it just like i wanted more like out of that whole like ending scene i don't know much about ventriloquists but <laughs> i know that they can talk 
without moving their mouth but can they project their voice in a way to make you feel that you're they're in another room i don't Some know about can. that <laughs> can they mm-hmm. I, i've never heard of that but that's I mean, what I'll... i have always heard of maybe it's just this movie has like traumatized my brain into <laughs> maybe yeah no, i think they can alter their voice there's there are certain ones that are really good i think that can alter the, i believe it's believable that they could to alter you? their no, voice enough, to me yeah. it defies science <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, this guy's that good he should be like making money off and not creeping off yeah, seriously and why was he doing it do we do, do no well that's the thing no? there exactly like you assume he's just a creeper like you know uh, you know because we never find out like why he's doing it well, really in the first movie he's just why, psychotic though. yeah they're just they're just both psychotic really but yeah like i i don't know like i kind of wish they somehow the killer survived from the first movie right because he gets shot but technically you could survive a shoot yeah but uh, the actor died the yes. year after oh okay that's, they, that's the, the movie's dedicated back. to him the second one okay i didn't know that yeah. gotcha r.i.p r.i.p indeed and what do you guys think? Um, so I read on IMDb that the director doesn't like this movie because they changed the ending. Uh, what do you guys think of the original ending where she doesn't survive uh, her shooting? Uh, she, he thought that that made the set, like the final act stronger by her not surviving her, her suicide. Um, Julia? Because, yeah, because it gave bigger stakes to everything. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think that's great. But he wanted a happy ending, which I thought was a little cheesy. Like, she, she got shot in the head and she just wakes yeah. up and smiles and shit. Yeah, no. It's like a 38, too. That fucking <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. The, what about the mullet? Are we bringing that back? I loved it. I thought it was. <laughs> it actually is back right now with younger high school kids. It is, yeah. 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 But hers but I, is, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I think she probably should have died. Yeah, it would have been more yeah. impactful. Mm-hmm. But someone mentioned this. What happened to her family, like Carol Kane's family? So my yeah. theory, that's my theory, in, in the like, questions I was going to ask, right? No, go all right. Yeah. So that yeah, that's what me and Sam kind of thought. We we're like, well, it's fourteen years later. Her kids are grown up now, so I guess they don't need to be mentioned. And then the husband, her and her husband, just got divorced. I guess like that's kind of what we. Because oh, every time the fucking dog barks, you freak out and shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was the husband, I'd want to get out of there too. I'd be like girl like you fucking well you're fucking up my life here who else did you fuck that's <laughs> oh, gonna come I'm over sorry. here <laughs> this motherfucker sleeping was... on my pillow <laughs> yeah so actually that brings us to the questions that we had left over uh, from the question period uh so mishu just asked that very question so mm-hmm. they bring back jill and obviously her experience is what led her to be a counselor to help others but what happened to her husband and kids from the end of the first movie yeah i think they're just not around that's... yeah i think kids are grown up she probably got a divorce and she's just like um dedicated her life to helping other women yes. yeah I and they're like too much baggage for him right and we watched this back to back and if it was like 14 years later i'd be i wouldn't even be thinking about like what happened to the husband and kids so they're probably just like eh, whatever yeah absolutely uh and weezer face asked why would julia leave her curtains open while she slept if she thought she was being stalked I question. What, what, how Stupid. high? I wish I thought she was a high floor. She, she was. High, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's to me is why because I don't know. I guess she felt that no one would come. Did they explain yeah. how he got into her apartment? Did I miss that? No, it's magic. Magic. <laughs> she has like three deadbolts. Spider Man. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but didn't he go through the window? Like because the well, then, yeah, but they just said point. it was. 
a tall building, right? Well, he, I mean, I don't know. He's a creeper. Like he probably was able to get a hold of like her key and like make a copies or something. I don't know. Did you guys ever watch those two X-Files episodes where the guy would like yeah. squeeze into really tight spots? It, it, it's that little shit from uh, the Green Mile that, uh, yes, that plays him. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, scary episodes. It is. Yeah, he's like, he, he can go into like... Tombs, Edward Tombs. Edward, Edward Tombs. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that was That's a great episode. Doing. Actually, that's early episodes too. Uh, and the last question we got was from Ben. Uh, and Todd touched, touched on this. Maybe discuss the rele- relevance of Black Christmas in relation to this. The first, the call from is coming from inside the house horror movie. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean similar definitely but at the same time very different movies like the only thing similar really is the the you know killers in the house like call thing but other than that they're two completely different movies i think i prefer black christmas personally but i, I prefer yeah. black christmas as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah although i could see how this one could be scarier to people because she's alone dealing with it where some black christmas mm-hmm. there's like a group of them dealing with that right what's going on so mm-hmm. but you can listen to our thoughts on black christmas in last year's i think last year or the year before we did a, a triple threat black christmas last episode. year i think right it might have been last two years year. ago oh. actually maybe no, it was two. last year because the new one came out last year did it i thought so yeah maybe yes. which i still haven't seen because <laughs> i thought bother. we did silent night deadly yeah, okay. night last year and we did a few well, Christmas ones. We did we did our whole month was Christmas movies last year. Oh, I remember that because we did we did rare exports and we did Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, I'll look I it up remember. while we're uh, giving our final ratings for this movie. We have any more questions for Steve? Is that no? Nope, that's that all it? the questions we have. So thank you everyone for the questions. Hit me with that score, Sam. Alrighty. Um. Oh. She hears somebody. Uh, oh my god, who's that on the wall? Oh my god, he's coming out of the wall. Sam. It's Joe in a thong. Can you imagine like the guys painted up as Raven? And I think it's her. <laughs> it's just some guy. Like I see him walk away and I see a thong. That's creepy. I'm scared now. <laughs> I told you he's in your house. He's probably in your closet. Probably. Or he, he probably... you go to the you go to the bathroom and he's like painting himself to the fucking um shower, shower curtain. <laughs> probably. You see a his boner. <laughs> I <laughs> painted as one of the Halloween blankets in the pillow back there. That's, dude, that'd be so funny if you attempted to do that, Joe. Like just sit on the couch. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um. Do you think if you went, he should have gone full nude though, and did a, a wiener painting too? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. made for TV, so. Oh, uh, true. But it was on Showtime. Yeah, it was Showtime though, so they can get it. I mean, they had all the boobies in the, in the nineties. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't they have did Showtime, have so. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm gonna give this one. I don't know. This is hard. What are you gonna give it, Todd? Uh, I have it as a four out of five on Letterbox, which oh, is a, like a seven point nine out of ten. Okay. Somewhere, right. somewhere around there. I like how you never commit to the like the one above. You're like seven point nine, five point. Well, because an eight, an eight, an eight a four out of a four out of five sounds different than an eight out of ten, you know? It's like it's actually the exact same thing. That's Shut exactly up. what it is. That, no, yeah, that's not. exactly what it is for me. No, it's not. Four is an eight. Yeah. Really? I feel like it sounds yeah. better. Four out of five than an eight out of ten. I enjoy it. Literally the same thing. <laughs> not to me, it's not. All right. Um, I'm it's gonna a B give plus, this a B plus. Which is also an eight. <laughs> okay. What would be an A minus? No, nine, just an A. Probably. Yeah, nine. I'll give it a nine. I'm gonna give it a nine. 
Wow. I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia to it, so I'm like connected to it that way. Just those three scenes make it. I get it. Yeah. Like watch it in the dark. It's scary. Watch it (laughs) by by yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. I found the first one to be creepier. Um, I mean, the obviously the end scene and the beginning scene. Um, I mean, just like the first movie, I think those are the strongest parts of the movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just didn't feel a connection to the killer like I did in the in that first one. Um, but I still think it's a watch. It's definitely like a watchable movie, and it's a decent sequel. Um, no doubt about it. So yeah, I'm gonna give uh, maybe go six and a half. Uh, I liked it better than the first one uh, because the first one I really only liked the beginning, whereas this one I like the beginning and the end and parts of the killer. Uh, but still, not a fan. Not something I'd revisit. I give it a five point five. This is like the first time we've been very split. In right. a long, I feel like in a long time, like on movie, like we got half and half basically on these ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. I looked. I looked it up. Uh, Black Christmas was episode one hundred three in december 2019 oh you're right okay so it's two years ago we were wrong i thought black christmas came out Uh, it was definitely my worst on my worst of the year list (laughs) carrie yellow was in there right yes it's pretty bad man it's pretty pretty bad it makes the uh the other remake look like a 10 out of 10 i like the remake actually i like the remake too actually yeah yeah, his yellow eyes. He's creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. Are we doing a Christmas um, poll for the next episode? Uh, the one well, after. We're doing Chucky next episode. Ooh, I guys are watching those. <laughs> yeah. Same. I'm like five episodes behind, so I got to catch Shoot. up. I watched the finale today. No. Oh. Where did I find it at? Yeah, uh, it's um, actually the entire season is streaming on Peacock. Peacock. Oh, okay. If you have Peacock. No, I'll figure it out. If not, you can probably, uh, it's probably on demand because it's a USA show. So you can probably watch the entire series it's called, on demand. It's just though. called Chucky. Yes. Yes. You can probably bank through it pretty quick. They're like 40 minutes each episode without commercials. So mm-hmm. to only 10 episodes. So, yeah. And then we're doing a Chris, then we're going to do a Christmas episode. Uh, right. Our episode actually comes out Christmas Eve. So, oh, how exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. I already got my pick. Yeah, me too. So <laughs> looking forward to that episode. And then our year end. Year Crazy. ender? Yeah, finally. It is. It is. Yeah. I'm I, not I, doing I, another t- 100 next year. <laughs> I, I have <laughs> I have no idea what my number one's going to be. I have, like, I really don't. I, I'm between, like, three movies right now. That, but I don't know which one it's going to be. No, I think my, I know your yours and Todd's. Yeah, my number one is set in stone, I think, yeah. unless something really surprises me at the end yes. of the year. But my two to five, actually two to ten, is uh, is all up for grabs at this point. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, even like two to five, I'm, I can sw- swap them out with each other and wouldn't mm-hmm. feel you know, any differently about it. Like, I'm they're like, all sucks. pretty good, yeah. but not, you know, the best. Yeah, I'm a little bummed. Do you bummed, have yours, but- Joe? No, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I'm just going to, once we get close in a couple of weeks, I'm going to pull up my letterbox and look through, you know, that's why I literally on my letterbox, I only do horror movies. It's there. It's just for this show, basically. So I know like everything I've watched for the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have like, I think I know my top five, five through 10 is going to be like, I have no idea. You know, there's so many 
like middle of the not middle of the road, but like higher above average ones that could make the list, you know, but nothing, you know, their years past, they probably none of them would have made the list, honestly. So we'll see. I, I'm a little bummed. I'm not, we're not going to be able to watch antlers because I don't think it hits streaming until January. So. Wrong. Uh, oh. if it's streaming the same day as Resident Evil, December 20th or 21st. Oh, okay. So, all right. That, that's why I think my list can change because I have Antlers, Last Night Soho, and um, The Night House that I'm going to watch mm-hmm. on like Christmas night nice. and uh, Boxing Day. Just to, so there could be a last minute like switcheroo, big, big switches in my list. But I keep a list all year, right? So it's like uh, that it helps me, I find, because I can that's how almost I rate movies now by this point of the year. Cause I have so many movies seen. I could say that I like this better than this. And I kind of just put it there and I know what my ranking is. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's a lot of shit in there. Oof. Oh boy. You know, a hundred movies. There's a, a lot of them that were pretty bad. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Sam, I hope you have a great birthday. Yes. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for watching these two movies with me, everyone. Our pleasure. Mm-hmm. Should I watch the remake? Anyone? Fuck no. No, it's bad. No, I, no, I would guess no. I've only oh, seen you, it you once seen? Okay. in the theater. <laughs> I kind of want to watch it again, but I don't remember it. I, it was all right. I haven't seen it, but Sam told me in this one, it, it's what I imagine the first movie to be, where it takes all completely inside, like the house on one night. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. That's kind of what I thought the first movie would be. <laughs> yeah uh, all right hey maybe i'll watch it i'm like interested since we watch both of these now right yeah I, just, like yeah. you might as well you know complete mm-hmm. the set <laughs> yep i mean you're not gonna see no painted thong i'll tell you that no that's a shame or boobies <laughs> <laughs> all right guys that's gonna wrap up another episode of the horror squad podcast thank you so much for listening Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Check out our Discord. It's always a good time over there. And we will catch up with you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 That thong, 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 thong. What's what's up? So listen, the heat's on and there's nowhere left to turn, so Morty and I are just gonna fly my spaceship into a black hole. What? Is that cool with you, dog? Rick, no! Morty! Got it. The call's coming from inside the house. Look at his face. Look at his face. I can't believe our daughter married you. Too easy.